title of this message is Be Vigilant. This is part three. And say so there are different groups, beliefs, causes, conspiracy theories, and there's also much, as we can tell and we could see now, there's a lot of strife, confusion because of uh, misinformation, lies, half-truths. Now, the danger is because um, these, you know, these things can reach people faster and meet, and meet and reach a larger audience quicker. The danger is a lot of people don't take the time to do the research and to verify that what they're hearing or what the videos that they look at is actually true. And there are challenges with that, as we know, to trying to verify information. But the believer in Jesus Christ must be vigilant. And that word vigilant, which is based on the title of this um, series and this message, is that the word vigilant means we must be careful. We must watch for danger. And the believer in Jesus Christ must not be lazy so that they don't get caught up in the lies and the misinformation. And not only get caught up in it, but also be a perpetuator of it, of misinformation and lies. We must ask the Lord for help, verify what we have heard, test the spirits, try the spirits, study the word of God and pray and ask the Lord to show us what is true. Because the Bible says, and Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So if you ask him to show you what is true, the Lord will do it. In his way, in his time, he will show you what is true or what is not true. So the, the scriptures that I've been using for this series is from Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. I'm not going to read it now. I'll read it in a few minutes. But the last couple messages, we focus on verse 13. And I'm just going to read, read verse 13 very quickly for those who weren't um, here in the message before. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13 states, But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And the last time I defined what a seducer was, uh, imposter, deceiving and deceived. And I touch on the type of people to look out for and the spirit behind them. So last week specifically, we were in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. I'm not going to read it. I'm just, you could write the scriptures down. And I spoke about perilous, it spoke about perilous times. And the word perilous means times of stress. So with the coronavirus, with uh, people losing their jobs, uh, people's uh, 401k taking a hit, and so forth, you know, they, they're talking now about uh, food, possible food shortages. These are times that put stress on people, on families. And uh, the times are perilous because people will be unforgiving. And the word unforgiving means also irreconcilable. And irreconcilable means that people will have points of view, which are so different from each other that they cannot be made compatible. In other words, people who are unwilling to give ground and unwilling to compromise so that all can benefit. So people, so basically you're saying that the people will be divided. And you could see it in, even in our, in our Congress. There is so much division now. Everyone is grounded or rooting in their own ideologies that no one is willing to work together to, to, bet for, to better the, 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 the population. So what, that's very dangerous. That's, that causes a lot of additional stress and unneeded stress 
on the citizens of this country. Perilous times because the powerful becomes more powerful and they exploit the weak more and more. Not only do they exploit the weak, but they also exploit and discard the weak. Perilous times because the weak will also be self-centered and divided instead of standing together against injustice. And it said here in verse, in uh, chapter three, verse one, it says, know this perilous times in the last days will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, and so forth. Men doesn't care, doesn't say whether you're rich or poor. It's, it's a statement, men. It could be rich, it could be middle income, it would be, would be poor. People care about their own selves and about their own lives. Because of that self-centeredness, people will be divided and stand against injustice and will not stand against injustice. I also spoke about being watchful of people that have the spirit of antichrist especially those who deny Christ in word and action. We're not, suppo- we're not to be deceived by the good things people do. It's great that people are doing good things, but the, the, the thing for a Christian, for a believer, is understanding the motive behind what the person is doing. Because many people who are doing good deny Christ. Uh, these are imposters. These are seducers because the spirit of Antichrist is referring to anyone who denies Christ, the Lordship of, Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you could also find that in um, the first John chapter two. So these are imposters and seducers who appear as angels of light, having influence and power and a platform and this who say and do good things, but their ways are not the ways of God, nor, they, nor do they believe in God. And then there are those who have a zeal for God. They use the name God. The zeal for God is not according to knowledge. And when I say not according to knowledge, they deny Christ. There are many people who say, I believe in God. There are many people who say they love God. But when you ask them about Christ, they say, no, I don't believe in that. Because there are many gods, but we know as Christians, Jesus is the only way to the true God, the living God, the God of the Bible the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of, G- of Jesus, and, and our God. The God. That's the God I'm talking about. So many people call the name of God. They have a zeal for God, but it's not according to, the, to knowledge. And we have to be very careful not to judge them, but to let the life that we say we live in Christ, let that Zoe life, they call that the God kind of life, let that life manifest through our life so they can see the reality of what it is to live a life in Christ. Also, I also touched on um, in First Peter chapter 5, where the scriptures talked about be sober, be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We do not want to be enticed, seduced, and then devoured, because that's what the enemy does. People are enticed, they're seduced, and when they take the bait, then you are discarded. And you see, you know, you see examples of, of people's, people's lives. You see examples of households that are destroyed because of uh, that type of, of behavior. People incite, entice, seduce, and then discard it. You see it in marriages. You see it in companies. Sometimes people say, you know, this person has all this money, all this wealth. I mean, they have everything going for them. 
but how could they get in drugs? How could they commit adultery and, and destroy the whole fabric of the family? How can they do X, Y, and Z? It's because this person was enticed, seduced. And then because they took the bait, this is the, the consequence of taking the bait. The bait is the destruction of your company, destruction of your household, destruction of your marriage, division, and separation. Those are the consequences of being when you're enticed and seduced. So understand that the spirit behind liars, imposters, deceivers, and seducers, and so on, is that of their father, the wicked one, which is the devil. You know, people get it twisted in their mind saying that we are all children of God. No, we are not. Not everyone walking on this earth is a child of God. They are being created in God's image, but they're not a child of God. Why? They're not a child of God because if you are separated from God in your heart, you're an enemy to God. If you are an enemy to God, you do not serve him. You serve the wicked one. Why? Because you are not walking in the ways of God. You're walking in the ways of the wicked one, because you hear you are being enticed by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And because you have been seduced by, by that spirit, you do and you walk in the ways of that, of the enemy, of the one who is enticing you, who is impressing upon you the ways you should walk based on your own desires and lust. The enemy baits you, you take the bait and he has you in his grip. That's how people get caught in drugs. That's how people get caught in alcoholism. That's how people get caught in adultery. That's how people get caught in lying and stealing. You are enticed, seduced, you take the bait, and that, and then that's the way you go. The whole purpose of the enemy, as I say, is to destroy, not to destroy, but to discredit God. When, if the enemy can discredit God, he can keep people from believing in him. And that's a strategy strategy for the enemy is to keep as many people under his control as possible. Because if people understand the light of the gospel, if they understand the truth of the gospel, they would turn from him and turn to God. And that is what he's, he does not want. He will do everything. He will steal, kill, and destroy and to discredit God. I also spoke about the power of the tongue. Man, I, I was... Amazed how many things I touched upon last week. I spoke about the power of the tongue. The tongue can be used for good and it can be used for evil. Our tongue is very powerful. We have, it's amazing the things we say and don't think of the consequences of what we say. Our words have power. But I am sure there are some of us who can remember. We could be 80, 60, 50, 40, whatever. Who can remember as a child words that were said to them and even and as an adult, those words still sting you because of the power of the words that were said to you, said to you by someone you trusted. And you, your heart was open. You received what they say and what they say stung you and that wounded your heart. And you believe it or not, there are times in our lives as adults, we are, I don't know where, why I'm saying this, but there are times as adults, we act out, we say, and we respond to things in a way, and we can't explain why we do that. We do that because if we're honest with ourselves, we realize that some part in our life, we were hurt, we were wounded by the words that somebody has said. 
Words are powerful. And we have to be very careful what we say to people, especially our children. Because children, their hearts are so pure and open. And when we sow those words, words that hurt, those children will hold on to it, especially by people they trust. They will hold on to it and they will grow up into adults and, and become dysfunctional because of the words that were sown in their heart. And they received it. And they believe what they say because children believe the adults. They believe the people that have them in their care. They believe the words. So if you call them stupid, if you call them ugly and you call them whatever you say, I don't care how beautiful a woman, a a child grow up to be or how handsome. They always believe what that person that they trusted said about them. We have to be careful of seducers because seducers will use their words to entice us. And once we receive what they say, they have us in their grip, in their grasp. We are held captive. And the spirit behind them is the spirit of the wicked one. Okay, so just remember that. I love, you know, I have sisters, I have brothers, I have friends. But I filter the words that I said to me. Because the enemy can use them or he can use me to hurt someone, just as he could use them to hurt me. I, it's not that I don't love my friends, I don't love my, my family, but I have to filter what is being said to me. Amen. This, this, the enemy would use anyone who's vulnerable in a moment to hurt someone else. Let me just get into the message now for today. And what I want to share is from, you could write this down, the same scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Now, the last couple of messages, I touch on verse 13. Today, I will, I will touch on verse 14. And I will continue it with it next week. So I'm going to read both scriptures, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. But I'll spend most of my time on verse 14. All right. So the scripture is read. Reading goes like this. Verse 13. It says, but even men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. I thought this was awesome because Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. And Timothy was a young leader and he was one of Paul's closest companion, Apostle Paul's closest companions. And he was writing this letter. He wrote two le- letters, actually, First Timothy and, te- and Second Timothy. That's what the Bible uh, has, has labeled them. He was writing these letters to encourage Timothy in the faith. And there's a lot of things the Apostle Paul said before we got to these two verses. And he said, and I, as I just read, he said, evil men and apostles will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Also, before that, Paul also said in the letter, he said, I told you about perilous times and evil men. But what Paul is saying, even though I said all things, these things before, he said, but, but, but is a condition, but you must continue. Even though I've told you about imposters, I've told you about evil men, I've told you about all the things that are going to happen. I'm to, I, I told you about all the chaos. He said, but con- you must continue. So while all this is going on, while there's coronavirus, while there's co- conspiracy theories, 
while all this stuff is going on, he said, you must continue in the things which you have learned and being assured of, knowing from whom you have learned it, learned them. Don't get distracted. Even though there's chaos, even though evil men and imposters are doing what they're doing, even though people are headstrong, they're haughty, they're full of themselves, do not get distracted. Continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. That word assured of, me, or that little uh, phrase, assured means you are convinced of, you know it's true. He said, continue in the things that you have learned and the things that you are assured of, that you know it's true and that you know is right. And also acknowledge, knowing from whom you learn these things. It's not only what you learn, it's not who you learn them from. So he he's saying, Paul is telling Timothy, because T- Timothy learned a lot from Paul. But we know of Paul's character. We know of Paul's anointing. We know Paul was called and sent by Christ. So we know of Paul's character. Very important. It's not only what you learn, it's who you learn it from. If the person, the source that you have learned something from is truthful, if the source has a good character, if the source is a source of integrity, you know what you have learned from that source is good. But also understand, not only did Timothy learn from Paul, Timothy also learned from the Holy Spirit. So you see, Paul is saying, you have to continue in what you have learned and what you have learned and what you have uh, convinced of and what you are assured of, what you know to be true and knowing from whom you have learned it. Very important. Continue. Make sure you're convinced of what you've learned and make sure you know who you learn it from. If you learn stuff from a liar and a cheat, you can be assured of that what you've learned You've learned to lie and cheat. He said, watch for evil men and imposters, but also watch for your heart. Even though Paul was writing and telling him about evil men and imposters, Timothy, that's why he told Timothy, continue in the things that you've learned. Don't get distracted by all the drama. Watch for evil men, but also watch for your heart. Don't get caught up in the drama. Focus on what you have learned, the things that you have convinced of. And also in the place he said, teach others also. And some of the things Paul was telling Timothy back in these letters that he needs to do. He said, love with a pure heart, with a good conscience and with sincere faith. What does that mean? What we say and do is to benefit others and not to manipulate, coerce or deceive people. Love with a pure heart and a good conscience. A good conscience, a clear conscience means you don't have any ulterior motives. That means what you say and what you do is that's it. You're not trying to hide anything. You're not trying to deceive anybody. A clear conscience and sincere faith. Pray for all, for those in authority, that we may be able to live a quiet and peaceable life. Yes, Pray for those we disagree with. You may or may not like the government. You may or may not like your mayor. You may or may not like your governor. You may or may not like your boss. The Bible said pray for them. 
pray for them. Pray that they be saved. Pray that they come to the knowledge of the truth. Pray that we can live in peace, that they come to their senses, make some good decisions, and may pray that, that they can work together so that we, the constituents, the people who live in this country, that we can live in peace and not be so stressed out. Pray. They say pray for them. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, you could write this down. He says, remember that we were saved and called not by our good deeds, but according to his purpose. He calls by his word. Somebody's preaching. Somebody's teaching. It could be a vision or a dream. The Lord calls people. But you have to make a choice to respond to him and come to him. You understand? The Lord calls. He draws men to him. He draws men to his son. But everyone who he calls has to make a choice to come to him. The Lord will never usurp anybody's will. He would never do it. He can't do it. If he does it, he goes against his own word. The Lord is always calling people. We have to make the choice to come to him. He draws men to, him, to himself through his son. To, to Christ. Okay? So anyhow, we are not called because we are doing good. We're not called because we are doing good deeds. We are called because it's God's time for us to be saved. Another message and another scripture, the word of God says, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Respond when the, when the, the spirit of God is calling you. Respond. Don't be stiff-necked. Don't be hard-hearted. But God is God. The Lord is calling us for his purpose, not our purpose, for his purpose, because he's calling people so that he can manifest himself through these people. So that the world can see the glory of God and the reality of Christ through the people he has called. We are called the ecclesia, the called out ones. What does that mean? Called out from darkness into light. The Lord will use those who are willing to submit to his lordship, his word. He would use us to manifest himself to the world. Why is he calling us? Why are we supposed to, to manifest his glory? We are here to edify each other. Edify is to build up. Edify is for all, so that all of us can grow up into the maturity of Christ. And all it is, is we are all in the body of Christ. We are all called to be in Christ. But each person on this line, each person who say they love Jesus Christ, have a calling, a gift that the Holy Spirit has given them. I am giving you my gift. What is the gift? The gift is to teach. The gift is to preach. The gift is to give you the word. The gift is to try and help you understand. The gift is to help you grow up in your faith. Build your faith. That's my gift to you. But you also have gifts to help each other, to encourage each other in your walk, to help me. I can't do this by myself. I need your gift. You need my gift. We need each other's gifts so that we can grow up and have that same mind and be at that same stature of Christ. That is the purpose of the body of Christ. That's why we go to church. That's why we go to church so that we not only hear the message, we go to church that we can bring our gift and help the pastor or help the priest or help the other congregants. That's why we go so that we can edify one another because there's a devil in the world that we got to deal with daily. 
You can't deal with that devil in your own strength. You have to deal with him with the word of God and the spiritual armor that God has given us. I'll talk about that next week. But that's why we, that's why we are, that's why we are called to be in Christ, to help one another. In another scripture, Paul was telling Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. He said, endure hardship as a good soldier in Jesus Christ. We are called in Christ, but it's that life is not an easy life to walk in Christ. Jesus said, wide is the way that leads to destruction, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few find it. The walk, this life that we live in Christ is not an easy life. I'm not going to con you and tell you it's easy. Even Jesus said, it's narrow. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Wide is the way that leads to destruction. He wasn't hiding the truth. He is telling you, it's not easy. But it's well worth it. So I'm just saying here, I'm not going to con you. End your hardship. Times of stress. You know, you could, you know, we could just fly off and do what we want. But to please God, you have to learn to let things go and do it his way. That's the, that's the beauty of walking and being a child of God. We are not our own. We have to release everything to God through Christ. We really have to release everything and trust God to keep his word. And he will do it. So we have to endure. We have to endure things for the sake of the gospel. We have to endure, thing, endure, endure things for the sake of others so that we won't cause them to stumble. And what is stumble? Cause people do things that will upset people and cause them to walk away from the faith. We cannot be selfish, but we have to think about the needs of others, how things affect them, especially those in the faith. We have many people. It's amazing how sensitive people are. But as a Christian, you cannot be, you can't be sensitive. You can't be easily offended. And if you're easily offended as a Christian, that means that your faith is weak. But don't get upset with me if I say your faith is weak because you're easily offended. It just shows that you have some, we have, the Lord has some work to do in you. But it's, just, it's okay. You know, I am very sensitive, but I'm learning day, day by day not to allow, not to take offense. Because if I allow what people say to me, if I, I take, accept those words, I am allowing myself to be victimized. But I refuse to be victimized. People could say what they want, but it's up to me. I have to make the choice if I am going to receive what they say. So I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow people to make me a victim because I am nobody's victim. Okay, so I, so endure. But we always have to think about doing things for the benefit of others. In Second Timothy chapter 2, I'd like us to turn to um, verse 22 uh, to through 26. So Paul is telling Timothy here, because Timothy is a young man, he says, flee youthful lusts. But what I want to focus on here is pursue, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes knowing that they generate strife. Verse 24, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient. 
Verse 25, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. There's a lot there. I cannot focus on everything in there, but there's just a couple of things I want to point out. In verse 22, Paul tells Timothy, pursue righteousness. Pursue is an active word. It means that there's something that you have, you have to go after it. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. He say, just as your heart is pure, pursue righteousness with people who have a similar heart to yours and mine. Pursue righteousness with those who have a like mind or like heart. What is that? What is pursue righteousness? Pursue righteousness means to do things God's way. That's all it means. Righteousness, we are declared righteous when we walk by faith. Pursuing righteousness means living a life where you choose to do things God's way. That's what it means to pursue righteousness, to know God's ways and to walk in his ways. That's very, that's all it means. And he said, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of your pure heart. Don't get into things with people which cause disputes, which is going to cause arguments, which is going to cause fights, which is going to cause schisms. Don't get caught up in that. Don't take the bait but rather godly edification. Instead of taking the bait and getting into, into argument with people, why don't you, Timothy, instead say things and do things that's going to encourage people in their faith? That's all he's saying. He said, don't get distracted. Be vigilant. Guard your heart. Don't get caught up in the drama, but instead edify people. Don't take the bait. Don't get caught up in arguments. And in this politically charged environment, it's very easy to get yourself caught up in, in, in the mess. But we have to be careful. We don't want politics. We don't want our, our various beliefs to cause division in the body. Because Christ died for each and every one of us. He didn't die for Democrats. He didn't die for Republicans. He didn't die for, for the independents. He didn't die for black, white. He didn't die for, that's not what Jesus, Jesus doesn't die for that. He died for people's souls. So we can't allow the things of the world to get into the body, kingdom of God, which is also in our hearts, and cause schisms and division. Watch your heart. Guard your heart. That's why you have this misinformation, liars, conspiracy theories. If you allow yourself to get seduced by that, it's going to cause division and schisms in the body. I was reminded of Jesus when they would try to trick him. And they said, Jesus, what's your opinion on this? Should we pay taxes? Is it lawful to pay taxes or not pay taxes? What do you think? So Jesus recognized, it says in the scripture, their hypocrisy. So Jesus said, show me a denarii. Show me the, the money. They showed it to him. He said, who's its image? And who's inscription? They said, Caesar. He said, well, give Caesar what Caesar's. Give God, belong to God. Simple. Same thing applies. Timothy, focus on the things that you have learned. What is that? The things that matter to God. 
Don't allow ourselves to get distracted. Okay? So we have to be patient with people and teach when possible based on the word of God and practical experiences. What I mean practical experiences, the word of God in action. That's your practical experience. You can witness to people. You can teach people based on your experience of what you have gone through based on the word of God and what the Lord has personally taught you by the spirit. That, that, that's a whole different story there. So we have to not be only be patient with, with people, but be willing to teach. And then there's a caveat there. We have to correct people with humility. We can't be full of ourselves. We can't be haughty. We can't be putting people down. We have to teach people with humility, with love, because we understand that some people are blind. They don't see the way we see. So if possible, just be patient and try to teach people based on our experiences, based on the word of God and through our experience in and through Christ by the Spirit. We have to show love because the way we react would allow God to grant people the opportunity to repent so that they can know the truth. And what is that truth? That, that they, they can be saved from corruption and be reconciled to God through Christ. That's the whole purpose of the gospel. And with that, with them being able to be escaped and saved from corruption, they escape the snare of the devil. Because as I read in the scripture, they are in the snare to do his will. And that's what it is with the liars and the imposters. They are held in the snare by the devil to do his will. So we have to know something in order to teach it. If you don't have, if you don't know the word of God, you can't teach people stuff. So the word of God is good to know the word, have practical experience so that you can actually see this word that you know actually manifest. And if you say, my goodness, this word actually works in my life and you can teach it to others. People that are headstrong, stubborn, haughty, ungodly. They turn away from these people. I don't care how good they, they, they seem that they are. Because it says what? These people will corrupt you eventually if you keep associating with ungodly, haughty, arrogant, headstrong people. You will get corrupted. You will get corrupted. It's amazing how people underestimate the power of sin. I'll dabble a little bit in this. I'll dabble a little bit in that. But you, but by the time you realize what happened to you, it's too late. You're already caught. You're already snared. If you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing, if you're walking in the ways of God, you won't be distracted. And we can easily be distracted. It's very subtle from our purpose. God has called us. He's equipped us to do something in the time we are living in. There's no accident, ex accident that we're all living in the year 2020 in this time. There's no accident. We all have been called for a purpose in this time, whether the effect is on each other, on our children, and how they're going to affect others. We have been called for a purpose. So we want to be make sure we stay on track and not get distracted. We have to watch, be watchful for ourselves, our heart. We have to be watchful for our brethren. We have to be watchful for our families, not to get distracted, not to get in arguments and quarrels and things that have no benefit. Yes, there's a time to stand for injustice, but you have to weigh what really matters 
to stand for and what stuff that you need to just discard. So I hope you receive something today.